sister. Hey, girl, hey. Let me guess, you got a word. Sure do. I'll meet you at Bay Room. Um, not really live, but today we have such a beautiful audience filled with all of our family and friends. Um, and we're ready to get into some things. Deja, how you feeling? I feel good. And like today's episode two, we're shooting and I'm happy to have Kizzle here because the work he's doing is really, really good. And with him being so young, it's so impactful because it shows that you don't have to live through a bunch of things to be able to do impactful work. Um, excited to have our friends and family here. My mom is over there, my cousins, everybody, my best friend. It's so good to see you guys. Um, and I feel like this conversation could, is really good to show like generational shifts in the way that things are done within black relationships, black love, um, so it feels good and it feels healthy. And I also feel like there's a lot of um, conversations on the internet right now black, about black family and black love, but it's more like, it feels attacking. Like sometimes it may be attacking the sexes, however you identify, but this is to be a positive experience and to show like out of all the negativity can come a positive thing. So that is how I feel. So as Deja mentioned today, we have Kizzle in the building. Kizzle, you want to give a little introduction? Tell us about yourself, yeah, what you've been yeah, up yeah. to. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. So my name is Kizzle. I'm the founder of Express Yourself Black Man. So I'm the creator of Safe Haven. Um, Express Yourself Black Man is a black man's mental health platform. Essentially, what we do is we equip black men with the tools and resources that we need to heal in language that we understand. Right. And so with Safe Haven, what we do is we connect black men with black mental health professionals. Um, we have a program called Safe Haven Healers, where we have black mental health professionals come into our, our platform and coach black men for $75 a session. And then we also have weekly meditations. We have uh, weekly coaching sessions. We have uh, support groups, healing library, um, a lot of different things to help black men to heal. So. Um, I'm all about black men's mental health. And as a part of that, you know, we have to have conversations about relationships because relationships are where a lot of us end up having to deal with mental health. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm happy to be here. I think this is a, a dope uh, a platform that you guys have in our building. Um, and I think this is going to be a really good conversation. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. We're super happy to have you here. All right. So let's get started. You're both in committed relationships, both fairly young. Do you think you've dated enough? Oh, that's a spicy, that's yeah, well, a, that's a spicy question. Um, uh, so wait, before you start and by dating, I don't mean relationships. I mean, taking mean the like time people? to be single, to mingle, to like properly, um, date. because like, yeah. Let me just say before you say that, personally, I've I've been, I spent my whole entire twenties in in relationships, mm -hmm. and so um, you're halfway to where we are. Mm -hmm. So just a little, a little, a little yeah. just a tad bit. Um, so yeah, just just talk a little bit about that. Like, do you guys think that y'all have had enough experience in the dating pool? That's a good question. I think in our generation, there's this notion that you have to have like a whole face in order for you to get that out. And what's that you said what's that what's, that? what's a whole face mm -hmm. oh we're we doing this yeah okay all right um all right so a whole phase is like you you know you go out you interact with people you may yeah. or may not 
have sexual relations with them and you kind of get that out before you meet your person if you're going to be in a monogamous relationship. I don't necessarily agree with that. I think that kind of sets you up for failure because then you kind of get used to the fact that you're messing around with a bunch of different people. And then when it comes time for you to be in a committed relationship, it's a little bit more difficult, at least for me personally. I don't necessarily agree that you have to like have a bunch of people that you have messed with before you get into a committed relationship. That's not been my personal experience. I think once you find a person for you and if that works, that works. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. You kind of, you keep it pushing. But I can understand where other men or other people have gone through that, you know, phase of like dating multiple people and then finally feel, realizing like who they are and then settling down. So yeah. I think it's, it's to each his own, but I don't agree with like promoting the idea that you have to be with a bunch of different people before you settle down. But not being, so when I say dating, I don't mean sleeping around. So let's also, let's also make this clear. I think dating for men and dating for women is a little different. Mm -hmm. um, men are naturally very sexual, naturally predatory <laughs> for lack of a better word. <laughs> Okay, so like more like instinctual is what I should say. Mm -hmm. They're more instinctual. So like, you know, like men, especially young men are not dating with intention and they're not like trying to find their person. They're trying to mess around and sleep with as many women as they can. You think so? But yeah, for sure. But for women, like, I think it's important for us to um, experience different types of men on in all different capacities. So like, you know, being treated a certain kind of way. So experience winding, being wined and dined, experience being flued out, experience, uh, yeah, all of those things. <laughs> In the 20s? Just if you can, if you got if it you like can. that, yes. Experience oh, as much as you can. I'm exaggerating, but like experience as much as you can as a single young woman. Like mm. the way that Har Lori Harvey is out here moving. You think Lori Harvey is a... I think she is young and living her life. Lori Harvey also has a lot of money and comes from a family. Of, oh, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, of course, like, concept. yeah, I'm you're just you're just saying, like, the way in which she yeah, handles her single season. She's not being tied down to anybody as, as the, the minute that they do something that she's like, this is not in alignment with where I am. They're gone and she's on to the next. Yeah. And I think that as a young woman, that is something that is valuable because you learn yourself like a lot of times because we naturally give a lot of ourselves in relationships. Mm -hmm. We don't really get a chance to like, you know, just have fun and, and do things freely. She's young. She's having fun. Mm -hmm. She's free. We don't know what she's doing in the bedroom. We're assuming she's sleeping with all these men, but we don't right. know what's happening. I'm not making any assumptions about that. I'm just looking at no, what I'm just saying, like the conversation around it is always like, you know, like, oh, she's sleeping with this person and that person. But yeah. So I said all that to say, just like, I think the experience is different between men and women when it comes to dating. So for men, like it may not be as valuable for you to just be sleeping around with everybody to know what you want. But for a woman, I definitely think like there's um, a lot of different things that we need to experience before com committing. To yeah, <laughs> I agree. But can I, but can I, can I chime in? I just want to say like, I feel like black women specifically aren't taught how to date. We are told to like not be too loose and not to be a Lori Harvey, essentially, like just to put it in our terms here. But you need to kind of do you like you need to kind of go out there and see what's out there. So with that being said, it's like it gets hard to date intentionally because you're you almost like are dating unintentionally. And then you you end up with a bunch of different guys, for lack of a better term. So mm. I feel like it can go both ways. But I think you need to date. I think you need to be.
a Lori Harvey. What's a Lori Harvey to you? Like, what does that mean just to you? Just someone who dates and just has fun and likes to see what she likes. Like, she dates a bunch of different men, but we don't know what these men are giving her. And they're probably giving her a different experience each time. Yeah, they all have money. Yeah, they're all in the media. But those are different men. They hold different qualities. Mm-hmm. So you need to see what you like as a person in your young 20s with the ability to do so. You don't have kids. You do have money. So now even better, go out and see what you like. You don't need anybody for money. You're not marrying for money. You're not marrying because you can't do for yourself. So that's the best time to date. So when I say Lori Harvey, I mean someone who's dating different men with different qualities to see what they like to then move forward with someone. I think the underlying theme here is knowing who you are, like trying to figure out who you are. I don't necessarily think you need to date to do that. Really? That's a good perspective. I mean, I never considered it that way. And I say that because for, so from my experience, I dated a guy or so we, this is why we need to clarify what dating is, right? Because I say I dated a guy in college, but I was with him. That was like my boyfriend for two years. Mm-hmm. And it was a, like a very serious relationship more than I needed to be serious in college. Dealt with a bunch of stuff with that and then didn't date anyone or not date, but didn't have a relationship until my fiance now. Mm-hmm. Um, shout, out, but shout, out shout out to my fiance over there. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I didn't have a relationship, but I considered myself dating in between that. But I had this idea where if you were not everything I needed, then you were no good for me. We're like, I, I think the point is to just experiment and to experience people for who they are, mm-hmm. not to look for potential, not to like look for what they can do for you, like, but just to experience them as they are, to learn about yourself. So I, that's why I say that to say you do need to date in a way to see who you are because I would not be with him if I didn't have those other people in my life. I think to add to what she's saying, like, no, you don't need, there's other things that happen in life that, you know, that help you find who you are, that help you become the person that you're going to become. But I think that romantic relationships are extremely impactful in shaping, you know, the person at, at the end of the day, like one of the, end goals as people is to have some sort of long-term partnership, have children, you know what I mean? So that's a large part of like our life cycle, like what we're, you know, what we're here, kind of what we're here for. So in that, you know, if you're trying to find someone that you're, you know, going to be with forever, like people are different. You need to experience different sorts of people. So you just think, you think, you think we need to date a bunch of, a few, a few people to figure out what we want. Because coming from someone who's never really experienced, I got into my first serious relationship at 20. I was with that person for almost three years. I was single for six months, talked to like a couple knuckleheads and then got, huh? A couple young men. They weren't even, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Not knuckle. The reason why I call them knuckleheads. Uh, no, I'm, jo- I'm joking with you. I'm joking with you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I just would have liked to, you know, have had more experience like yeah. meeting new guys, going different places, um, you know, just making different connections and seeing what I like because I haven't, I don't know that I've done that. I feel like I've met people, you know, the two guys that I was very serious with throughout my my 20s, like I met them, we kicked it, we connected and then they made me their woman. And it's like, Mm -hmm. I don't don't even know if that's what I want, you know? So that's the only reason why. And then maybe like the perspective, you know, for men is a little different, like, yeah, especially I, wherever you are in life. I don't, yeah, I've had two serious relationships. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, two technically. I'm in one right now. Mm-hmm. So, oh. I mean, I don't really, I don't really yeah. see the. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think you can kind of figure out yourself by yourself. Yeah. I don't need to. I don't need to date 
six other women to know what I like. And you know what I'm saying? And your woman. And what I want in a woman. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I need to do that. So I, I understand where you're coming from. But I also think this is like a, it's a, it, it varies by person. And also based on what relationship you're in, where you're at, all that kind of stuff. So I think, you know, if that's, if that's what your experience is, I'm not going to invalidate you. But I understand for me, I'm like, I don't really see what the need is. I don't see why, why I would try to date more other, other people. What's up? What's up? Do you feel like dating, like, for men is fine? Is, is it harder because they have the financial bearing of of the dates like do you feel like that's i have a yeah i have a real interesting um story about that i have a friend that was that's in a relationship right now and um he's been in this relationship for i'm gonna say like five six years right his girl when they got into a relationship his girl like immediately was like yo i'm ready i want to get married she's like a little bit older she's like she wants she was ready right and i remember having conversations with him he was like yo bro i'm not there financially you know what I'm saying? I'm not ready to, you know, commit and marry this woman because I don't have the bread. Right. Yeah. That's a real thing for us. If we don't have money, we're like, yo, yeah. mm-hmm. all, all things stop. I got to get my money right before we right. really go to go to this next step. So I understand that. I feel like that's a real thing um, We're we're taught to be providers. Part of provision is financial. So I understand. I feel like. Um, Sometimes it can be difficult for women to kind of get that because I think in that relationship, what ended up happening was for a lot, for a, lo- a large part of that relationship, they were in friction because for her, like, why can't we just get married? For right. him, it's like, we got to pause because I got to get my money right. And then finally, once he got his money right, in six months, he proposed. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, we got to understand, we, we, you have to understand who you're with, what the situation is financially. And like, if y'all are both cool with understanding, like, oh, it may take a little bit longer because he has to get his money right. Then I think, I think things can work. But I think when it becomes, uh, I want you to do this thing right now and you're not here yet, then it can be, then it can be an issue. And I also think for us as men, we have to understand like, yo, there's a lot of conversation online about who pays for dates and who does what and da da blah, blah, blah. What's your thoughts on that? <laughs> okay. Um, so my thoughts personally are, if you're going to ask somebody on a date, you should be paying. Yeah. So whoever's, whoever's asking, you should be paying. I don't male care. Male or female. Male or female. If you ask me on a date, why am I... Yeah, like if you're asking me to go I don't even want to go out. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm chilling. Yeah. Now, if I ask you, all right, cool. That's my. So, but most of the times, that's what's happening, right? A yeah. guy's asking. So, if you're gonna ask a young woman to come go on a date, you're, you should pay, right? Like she could have been doing whatever in that time. That's my personal opinion. I know there's a lot of guys like, yo, you gotta, you gotta do this, you gotta do that, blah blah. It is what it is. But my personal opinion, is you're gonna have somebody come out their crib, spend that time with you. There's a lot of things that they could have been doing in that time. People. Are doing stuff now you should definitely be paying <laughs> period we're busy i'm a firm believer and this is just based off of my experience like honestly like we know that for men dating is expensive especially depending on the type of woman that you have right let me just let me just interject real quick i want to say one thing real quick when you go on a first date you don't like you don't necessarily have to pay for anything you know what i'm saying like you can there's a lot of different you know what i'm saying 
There's a lot of different creative ways that you can get to know somebody on the first date without. For sure. But I think depending on the type of, maybe it's the generation we're in today. We're very bougie. Because y'all listening to this Lori Harvey stuff. That's the problem. <laughs> no. It's Everybody want to get food out. You want to go to Bahamas on the first date. No, it's not that. It's not even that. It's not that. It's not that. Nah, listen. Listen, I think, I don't think, I think, I don't think I think that... <laughs> If you don't have money, you should not, if you're not financially stable, you should not be dating to a certain level. Okay. I think that, and this is just based off of my experience, depending on the type of woman you want, when you go in after me and my friends, have some change because like, I love a picnic. I love uh, chilling in a house. Yeah. hanging out but but after a while i i like to eat i like to drink i like crafted cocktails those are like 23 dollars each right. i like right. to go on vacation and clearly vacation is something that's like down down the line but like if you're building with someone like these are the types of things that and it's not just all about the woman like you want to travel like these are things that and again it depends on the person because not everyone likes to travel not everyone likes to do these types of things but we're speaking about you know people like us like we want to experience life and so if we're going to have someone join us on that journey either match my pockets or you know come come a little bit more correct because this like i've been in so many situations where oh I want you to come with me somewhere. Not even take me on a date. Come with me. Oh, I don't got, you know, the bread. Or, oh, I want to take this vacation. Oh, I don't got the money for that. And it's frustrating. It can become a serious issue in relationships. We don't date up. We, at least I've had experiences where I did not, like, I've settled for a lot of different things. And I know a lot of women have that. A lot of black women, we have that story where we will settle when it comes to certain things. Like, you don't have a certain kind of job that we said that we want you to have, but we're still going to make it work. And, and so... I think that I said all of that to say, like, I think that as men, as young men, because it starts from young, you know, focus on your pockets first, focus on you first. And then you start pursuing women because where what are you doing? Let me ask you a question. Real quick. Yeah. How much does his ambition and vision matter? It matters a lot. It matters. a lot. Okay. A lot. So would you. So let, let me ask a follow up question. Right. So if he's ambitious and he and he has a vision, like he's telling you, like, yo, this is what's going to happen. This is where I'm trying to go. He has like five year, 10 year plan. He knows that this is this is what these are the things that can line up and happen for him. But he's not making more than you he's probably making like half of what you're making yeah, right now that's totally good fine. good dude has a vision are you cool with that or is that okay those are conversations you have in the very beginning the issue too with this ambitious thing i've i've heard and this is just again i have not dated a lot of people this is the problem <laughs> the ambitious thing like guys will sell you all types of ambitions and dreams mm -hmm. i'm over that <laughs> over it over it Come healed and come, come, come healed and come in your bag with your bag at this point. Maybe when I was 22, 23, cool. Like we can, we can, you know, I'll hold you down while you reach your dreams. But now you're not holding nobody down no more. No, <laughs> no. Let me say this real quick. Right. No. Couple things. You said come healed. Yeah. Nobody's healed. I know. We all healing. No, I know. Okay, so I just want I just wanted to make sure. I'm okay. healed enough where your traumas aren't affecting my day to day. When I say come healed, I mean yes. 
all the all the 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 toxicity, all the dysfunction, yeah. the trauma, the insecurities, all of those things that you should not have. You should be, if anything, when you start dating, those are things that you should be aware of mm-hmm. and working through. There's another thing I want to say. You're talking about ambitious um, men and men always using that as a as a term. One thing I always say is you want to. Um, you want to listen to what people say, but you want to move off of how they move. Right. You get what I'm saying? So I'm not going to move off of what you say. So you're telling me, oh, this is what's going to happen in five years. I'm like, all right, cool. Copy. I believe you. Right. But I'm not going to move and make plans as if that's going to happen until I start seeing things. Right. So I wanted to also, I wanted to transition to a different kind of area. Um, what do you think are bound so once you find your person maybe they're your person they're not your person and you get into a relationship what what do those boundaries look like as far as so i so i grew up my mother has always said to me like save some things for marriage right and we had this conversation a little bit before what things <laughs> what are you saving so let me break this down, break the topic down a little bit so we can actually hit all of it. Yes, please. So I want to talk a little bit about, you know, once you're in relationship, what that looks like, you know, committing, what the different levels of commitment are, like moving in together, because I know saving things for relationships looks different if you're going to move in together, you know, yeah. pre-engagement or pre-marriage, right? Oh, we're getting complex. Yeah. And then I also want to talk about as far as boundaries, just I'm going to throw this out here so that we don't forget. Yeah. I want to talk about openness and like privacy in your relationship as far as boundaries are concerned. Everyone. Oh, okay. Everyone, because I'm super open about a lot of things. And as I'm learning, I'm learning like as I go, you know, through life and in my relationships, I need to stop being so open about so many things um, in my relationship. So let's talk a little bit about boundaries in relationships, what that looks like. Um, And we can start with like your perspective on saving some things for marriage. Like, what does that look like? Uh, I don't I don't believe in that. Why not? Perry? Because what are we saving? What do you mean? (laughs) What are we saving? Okay, so before. okay. so my thought is. You don't want to give so much so soon. So much so soon. So there has to be stages. You have to go stages. through stages in your relationship, right? Mm-hmm. I so, agree with that. So you date, yeah. you get yeah. to know each other. Yeah. You don't give the bare minimum, you give just enough, right? So just minimum. enough. No, you- that's what the bare minimum is. <laughs> but can we can we elaborate what is just enough? You give enough of yourself so that you can so that that person knows that you're interested mm-hmm. you're actively getting to know that person but you continue on with your life outside of that person well, this is how women date some and we're talking about pre pre-marriage pre-marriage yes so i this i want to like, i kind of agree with this you this is exhausting it is exhausting <laughs> like bro you know what i'm saying like yo as a guy i'm just like yo i want i want to be with shorty i'm gonna I'm pursue shorty y'all like yo, i'm gonna give just enough that he knows but doesn't really you know i'm like give a lot but i will say like i do kind of agree with you so for example i'm not married yet but i had the baby i have the house right like so so what are you are you saving stuff right now so there's not much left to be saved there's not much left to be saved but i will say but i will say 
it really does depend on your person. Like, okay. I think all of this is like dependent upon who you're with. Mm-hmm. My fiance didn't make, give me a reason to feel like I need to save anything. He never made me let feel let me, like I needed right to there, wait man. on anything. You see what you see what Deja's saying? My fiance never gave me a reason to save anything. That's very important. If you feel like you need to save something, that's probably not the person you need to be with. Right, right, right. (laughs) I rest my case. That's all I'm going to say. But what about this? What about this? So you know how, like, before you get married, right? Before you get married, they're like... And before you move in. let Let me do that, too. So before you move in, before you get married, some people feel it's like, don't maybe don't do laundry or don't cook all the time or don't give so much so that the person feels like I don't have to marry you because you gave me everything. If what the person feels like they don't have to marry you because you did what you wanted to do, essentially, you, you helped them in a relationship. then that's not somebody that's, that's for you, in my opinion. Like if you're making my life easier and as a result, my my response to that is to pull back. Right. What? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, how does that make sense? That that doesn't make sense for me, logically. I've experienced so many of my friends be in relationships and myself mm-hmm. and just giving so much of themselves to these men and just to guys. Mm-hmm. And and when I say give and this is not even living together, I'm, I'm, I'm when I'm saying giving themselves like just sacrificing different things, mm-hmm. making adjustments, mm-hmm. you know, to who they are as a person. Um, just doing a lot, just pouring a lot into, yeah. and it's hard to put into words, yeah. but black women, we pour a lot into our men, mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. energy, a lot of time, a lot of money because they're hustling and trying to be ambitious. <laughs> a lot of, which women pouring money in? A lot of women. Can I get what some for my, for my, um, bros back in New York? You got some numbers I can send out. I'm just saying, like, a lot of women are pouring, you know, like, are pouring a lot of different things into men. Mm -hmm. And very, very early, very, very soon, um, because this is my man, this is my boyfriend. And so when I talk about saving some things for marriage, Mm -hmm. that is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about so that when you do reach that point, you're not exhausted. And a lot of that comes from, like, what gets poured back into you for sure. Making sure that the person that you're with is also pouring into you. But I think, but I do think that the way that you eliminate giving too much of yourself too soon is by doing things in stages. And it sounds very, like, it's not like you have to be so cookie cutter in relationships, right. but it's just being mindful of like, you know, of your your energy level. Yeah, I think you're talking about re- reciprocating energy, but I think also that the underlying issue is um, giving too much of yourself just in general. This could be this could be we talking about relationships right now, but I would I would argue that if you're that way in a relationship, you're probably that way just Generally. in general. And you need to work on that in general. Right. right, because then it'll, it'll also trickle into how you you uh how you maneuver your relationship. Do you guys talk to your 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 parents about your relationships? Yeah, I talk to my parents about it. Yeah, like how 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 deep? Just to get enough, just to get it, just to get insight. But I'm not telling them all the intricate yeah. details of everything. I've learned that you don't want you don't you don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't tell like my parents about like little things that me and Sam go through, but I'll like just so I like I told I told you this before. I talk to to relate to people. I don't talk for advice and I don't talk for emotional support. Mm -hmm. So if I'm talking to you and I'm giving you tea about me, it's just because like 
maybe you could relate and we could be friends now. Um, seriously, like maybe like this is going to open the door. I don't do small talk. I don't talk about the weather. Like I like to really get to know people. So that's why I, I vent. So if I do that with my parents, I'm really just talking in conversation. It's not me gaining advice yeah. or me looking for emotional support. It's because like I'm one probably spilling over and I just want to talk. Yeah. And I just like to talk. Let me add this real quick, right? When you tell parents or just people in general about your relationship, you're kind of inviting them in. And their opinion. And their opinion. And then they start feeling entitled to certain things. And, they start and that's a natural feeling. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because you're telling me all of this stuff. So now I feel like I have to do something or there, there aren't boundaries because you're not establishing any boundaries. Right. And so it can just be a slippery slope. And also, you got to realize, too, like if you're most of the times, what are you talking to your parents about? You're not really telling them, oh, these are the great things that happen. Most of the times, like, yo, nigga got me tight. You know what I'm saying? He got me tight. And this is what it this is what happened. Right. And you're going to forgive him. You feel me? But moms is going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really mess with him no more, right? So you gotta, you know what I'm saying? You gotta understand that, right? And you want them to have a good relationship because you want to be able to, you know, have family events and gatherings, all that kind of stuff as you move forward. So you have to be able to like, yeah. toe that line. You don't have to not say anything, but you gotta be able to toe that line. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to be exactly. You have to be able. To I think the thing with me is that I definitely. <laughs> I definitely speak about what I'm going through with the people close to me. Yeah, I could tell you being at crib just blacking. No. <laughs> no. Actually, I don't. I don't. I don't ever. No, I don't do that. I don't do that. <laughs> She's doing that for the cameras. Let me tell you something. A lot of times when I'm going through anything in my relationship and like if I pick up the phone and call my mom. I'm not going crazy. We're talking about the situation, especially at this point in, in, in my, my relationship. Like we're talking about what's going on. I think the issue is not me like black and like, I don't black. I used to be a blacker, but I've grown a lot. I've grown a lot. <laughs> I don't know. Everybody you turn to is like, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Don't, don't do me like that. Cause I have grown a lot. I used to be, I used to be, the type of person, yes, I'm blacking. But now I'm I take a moment, I think about what's going on. Mm -hmm. I barely react at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, so now I'm in a place where like if I'm calling my friends to talk about a situation or I'm calling my mother, mm -hmm. I'm definitely looking for advice. I'm definitely looking for like some sort of emotional support. I feel like even sometimes I'm like, what do I do? You know? And I think that that's the mistake that I'm making because I definitely need to start just relying on my own, like intuition. my own intuition. I need to start relying on my own experiences, like my own perspective right. on yeah. things and stop getting everyone else's perspective. Cause it's done a lot of damage. <laughs> it's done damage. It's done a lot of damage. Why? Definitely. Why? Well, without, without getting like too, cause I don't I mean, want to overshare. No, no, you don't got to overshare. Just tell me like no, what, ha I what happened? I just feel like, I feel like there are a lot of things that people know about my relationship that they don't need to know and just about my person that they don't need to know. I feel like a lot of people have um, a lot of, and this is natural, like people have perspective that they should not have right. because like you said, you're calling them about the bad things and they may see the good things because they're around, mm -hmm. but they're not getting, me and my best friend have had that conversation where 
we literally, we were, we were in an airport in London going back and forth about this because she's like, girl, the only time you talk to me about this situation, this person is, you know, when something's wrong. So of course my perspective is going to be like, right. So that's natural. Yeah. Right. So it's like, I, you know, I definitely think that there is value in privacy and relationships. Like, and then when it comes to like my mother, like her and they are, they, they, they have seen too much of each other on like, as far as like, how do I put it? Like, she just knows too. I just, in my opinion, I just feel like she just knows too much about him. And she has seen, he's seen her in the light that I, you know, wouldn't want him to see and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I'll just put it like that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like, you know, it's done damage. It's done damage that didn't have to happen because right, yeah. they don't have to be that close. You know, that's not her son. They don't have to be that close. Right. They have to be close enough where there's respect and the respect is there um, on all fronts. While I see you taking responsibility and some of it, the accountability rather, and some of it is on you, it's also on the person you're talking to. Like, as my friend, don't disrespect my partner. Like, while the boundary was not set on my end, as my friend said it, like, you, you know that, like, I'm venting. That's what I'm doing. And I'm not venting from a bad place. I'm venting because I need someone to talk to. I need an ear. So as my friend, you set that boundary with me, too. Like, I appreciate you telling me this. I respect our friendship. It has grown from this information. But I will never take something you said ever and, like, say something disrespectful about your partner or whoever, your friend, even if you're venting about somebody else. So I feel like while accountability is due with you, it's also due for the person you're talking to. And that's why people need to know in general, outside of relationships, know who you're talking to because people love people love to act like they're your friend and then they get some juicy information and that just made their pathetic situation better and you don't know who you're talking to sometimes like and it's it's weird like it's true i I don't think it's realistic to really when you're talking to people that you love about something that you're going through i don't think it's realistic for them to in their mind be like okay well you know let's set this boundary like i think it is though because it's not and it doesn't have to be like that so like you what you just said right what you just said so like say i'm talking to you about something i don't expect you to like set a boundary with me where like you'll never say something bad about who i'm talking about but i expect you to know me enough to know like deja's not gonna really like that she's just venting to me she understands so as my friend you should know like how i am holistically so when i'm venting to you you yeah you and you have to know me to know that so and and i wouldn't vent to you if you didn't so you know what i mean i just think that over time like i think it's normal for people close to you like your parents or like your closest friends to start to feel a kind of way oh of course but you they got to be able to handle that and regulate that that's that's the part that i feel like is missing like some people don't have the emotional intelligence i'll say to be able to hold certain information and look at things from a a, is it objective or subjective objective Objective. but that's what it is point of view um Yes. That's where your discernment yeah. comes exactly. in. And I, right. I don't I don't I don't yap to everybody, but like to the people closest to me, like, you know, when I'm in situations like I'm I'm a lot like I said, I'm trying to what do I do? You know, yeah. how do I'm I move? Like Do you do you trust yourself? Ooh. We getting into it? I think we're getting into some things. Now I do. Now you do. Now I do. Now I do. I definitely do now. Um yeah, I think that with for me, like I, I, I'm, I'm very focused on a lot of a lot of the choices that I've made. A lot of times when I'm making decisions, and one, I've always thought about my mother. Why? Just because she's like growing up, like she, I know she has certain expectations, and she's been hard on me. So it's like 
I'm always thinking about what would she think. Mm-hmm. And so that's always kind of been, you know, in the back of my mind, like I want to, I, I don't want to make a choice that is going to not embarrass her, but like, you know, make her feel disappointed. Yeah. Right. So I think there, there's things like that, that play in the back of my mind, which is why I go, you know, for advice, because I'm like, what's the best thing to do? Not for me, not really for me, but like, what do you think is the best way? That's the problem. The problem is that like, I'm, I'm asking people for, you know, advice on based on their experience, based on what they think I, you know, it's not, it doesn't make sense, but it's something that I know that I've, you know, that I've done over time. So but I, I definitely trust myself now. Like, I, you yeah. trust yourself? Oh, a thousand percent. Yeah. I think I've had to go through yeah. something. They just said, listen, I ain't had that problem. That's why I don't even talk to my parents about no, stuff. No, so I'm good. I just, I just, I know myself and I know that, like, I don't have a bad heart. And I feel like my lens on life is a little bit widened now. So I thousand percent trust myself. Like, there's no. Love it. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I also want to say something, though, to your point. So Amanda Seals said one time she was like, people give advice if they were them, like if they were them in the situation, not if they were you. So I always say to my friends, like if they were if you, they were me, not if you if were you me were in, in my situation. I just said this to my yeah. friend the other day. Don't tell me what you what you would do if you were you. Right. If you were knowing me, me mm-hmm. knowing my situation, what would be your next move? You know how that's impossible to 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 really. I know, I know. I'm so glad you know. I think it's in the middle because then one, don't give me advice. I'd rather you just say, "Hey, I don't really have anything for you, but I'll be an ear." Or two, um, you should know me enough. Like, first of all, it was I. I'll preface by saying this: the people I vent to have known me long enough. I'll say that. So, but at the same time, like you also can be like receiving information and not be giving it back. Like, I'd rather you just say, I don't really have anything for you. The best I could do is if I was in your situation. But if that's not what you need, just be an ear. Okay. That's the best. I mean, maybe that's not even a realistic response, but we're all here today hearing that right now, my friends. So (laughs) I take that response over like, if I were you, I'd do this. Because I do that too sometimes, but you can't do it. You have to know who you're talking to, their temperament and everything, and then react based on that, not on what you would do. When I give advice, I always say, but I don't know, though, at the end. <laughs> so that's just to give the disclaimer, like, listen, if you do it, it's on you, bro. I don't know. I think the moral to that story about boundaries is all about protecting your space, because at the end of the day, no one is in your shoes. You may have people that you know are in your space that because this is a whole nother conversation, but what you go through in your relationship definitely in some capacity can impact the people around you, the people very, very close to you. Oh, it does. And so I think that building certain boundaries is just to protect your person, protect your relationship. And if you decide to end that relationship, if you decide to leave the relationship, you know, that's a, that's another conversation. You know, you talk about what you want to talk to, but if you're going to be with that person, your relationship should just be a little bit more sacred. Um, the ins and outs of what's going on should be a little bit more sacred. Um, especially like in marriages, like that is a whole nother conversation. What stays, what happens in your marriage should stay in your marriage. Nobody should, and you know, it's unrealistic for people to think that no one's going to talk to anyone about anything. But I think that the best thing, I think it was method man, Somebody asked Method Man, like, what's the key to long ter- your, your long-term marriage, 20 plus years? And he said, privacy, keep people out your business. If you go through something, it's between you and your person. And I just think it starts there. Um, Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's the difference between like that being in marriage and that being in a relationship? I just think that, um, well, marriage is a different level of commitment. So 
And this is why it's important to to have boundaries to set the differences. But, you know, when you're married to your partner, it's a different level of commitment. Different things come with that, like finances and um, just different things. And I just think that um, each level that you reach with your partner, you know, you should take extra things into consideration um, in a different kind of way. Like it's a different relationship at the end of the day. And I think it's a problem that we don't see the difference between boyfriend and girlfriend and marriage. You think that's a problem? I definitely do. I definitely yeah. do. I'm, I'm so glad you brought that back up because I was going to bring it back <laughs> up anyway. Um, when we talk about withholding, withholding things until marriage, my perspective when I'm in a relationship with somebody, I'm we're working towards marriage. So what are we withholding? You know what I'm saying? My personal opinion is we should be preparing for marriage, right? And in order to prepare, we should be doing what we would do if we were married. That's my opinion. Not everybody dates that way. Not everybody's in a relationship that way. But that's my opinion. So I feel like the whole withholding stuff is like, what are we? We wasting time here. We wasting time. So the only difference between being boyfriend and girlfriend and being... Married husband and wife is the paper. The paper? Yes. In my opinion. In my opinion. Now, everybody needs to do what they want to do and what they feel comfortable with. But for me personally, I'm not going to be in a relationship with you unless I feel like we can get married. No, yeah, of course, of course. But I see, okay, so I see husband and wife as something that's a little bit more sacred than just being in a relationship for sure for sure so with that i think there comes more responsibility Mm -hmm. more um more expectation so it's definitely more than just a contract and i think that um and it's not just because it sounds good i just think that like when i'm a wife you know you'll get certain things And, and this is not something that i've I've, let me make this clear. Mm-hmm. I have not um, put this into action at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I but ideally, you would like it to go this way. I would like it to go that way. Like I would like to there to be some level of like some level of difference. I want to ask you a question, but I don't want to get too Tell deep. Me. Maybe we maybe. Okay. Do you? Do, okay. If you don't want to answer it, we can skip it because we're about to break. Okay. I can tell you during the break, and then we. Oh, can... Tell me right now, mm-hmm. and if it's too personal, we just forget about. We're gonna it. take a break. Okay. <laughs> no, but wait. Before you go into that, real quick, real quick, don't lose your thought, please. Mm-hmm. I feel like marriage is a piece of paper, but aside from the relationship portion, there's more to it. Like. Mm-hmm. The fact that I could file my taxes differently. The fa- no, seriously. You see how we go straight into the financials? No, 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 no. But the fact... Why do we always go straight into financials, The fact bro? that I could file my taxes differently. The fact that, like, the law recognize me, recognizes us as a unit. Like, so while it is a piece of paper in terms of the relationship, like, your relationship shouldn't magically get better because you're married. Right. In terms of, like, the bond, it is different. And, and, like... When we're rate like, and I've, there's this video on Instagram that I watched, and they were like, when women used to get married, it was to find a good father for your kids. So you got married to raise kids. It wasn't to be blissful. It wasn't to be like walking on like clouds. It was to like have essentially a business to raise the the common business, and your business is your kid. Mm-hmm. So if you look at it from that perspective, while the relationship was likely probably better before they were married, I feel like getting married it's not just a piece of paper only because there's more that goes into, it and we have a lot more to lose now like a ton more to lose like it's just well that's what the piece of paper does so like i think that when we say when he's saying it's just a contract it's a contract 
and that is the con- that's the contract. It, it all the finances that come with it, all of yes, the the yes. new obligations. But outside of like the business aspect of marriage, I believe that marriage is also a different level of commitment in a relationship. Um, mm-hmm. I think it takes your bond to the next level. I think that. Um, and like, of course, you're not going to feel this different. Like you're, you're not right, going to feel right, more right. in love. That's not what I'm saying. But when you make that commitment to a person, like it's, like, it's just different when you get to when you're married. Yeah, like I, I don't I don't know, because what about a relationship that's like like I feel like when you're in a, in a real relationship, like a relationship, an adult relationship before you're married, that commitment has to be there. OK, so are it we has to be establishing are we really establishing that? <laughs> as a girlfriend as a boyfriend you're also like you're my husband without the paper like no. nobody's nobody's no 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 no, no, no. nobody's saying that because if the difference is that now there's a stronger commitment because there is a piece of paper the commitment is the 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 actual relationship, boyfriend and girlfriend, you're already right. You're committed, commitment. but you're saying it goes up a notch when you're married. I feel like that notch should have been solidified before we were married. That's how I feel about it. The paper. That's why I said the paper comes in for me. We're like the importance of the marriage for me. Like, so that's what I should have. That's what I should have phrased my question as or my thought rather. The importance of marriage for me is that now we're in this solidified, committed relationship. Now we're going to take it to the next level because I'm trusting I'm trusting with of my course. social. I'm trusting you with my my insurance, my life insurance, right? So, like, that's where the, the difference lies for me. It's not for the relationship. That commitment had to have been there because why else would you get married? That's how I'm looking at it. Like, I don't feel like I it agree. goes, like, up a notch. No, yeah, I feel I like agree. it's solidified. Can I ask my question now? Or we yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was just Sorry, you know, no, no, no. Nah, okay. My question was, do you feel like you get everything you need out your relationship right now? Let me pause you real quick. Do you feel like you're oversharing right now? Yeah. Yeah, you're right. All right. So let's let's just. Yeah. So why are you asking that question? I didn't know we were gonna go all the way over there. I just asked you. I was like, yo, really? You, you know have to break it down. You can't ask no. a question like that. So just acknowledge that you are, and then continue. This audio has been remastered from our corresponding YouTube video. Link to the YouTube video will be in the show notes. Bay Room is sponsored by Sage Rose, inspired by beauty, made for versatility. This episode of Bay Room is sponsored by Express Yourself Black Man. They aim to take the stress out of the healing journey for black men and provide them access to resources such as therapists, healthcare, and more. If you like what you heard today, please give us five stars wherever you're listening and follow Bay Room on Instagram. See you soon.